Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn women to the Philippians chapter 4, please. Philippians chapter 4. We've been teaching verse by verse through the book of Philippians. Verse 8, as you know, we started in January teaching verse by verse through the book of Philippians, and here we are. We've already been five months, and we've gotten through three and a half chapters. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything worthy of praise, meditate on these things. Let's go back and take a look at that. We have just been through the power to break anxiety in the first in, in the previous three verses previous four verses four five six and seven and then he says whatever things are true noble just pure lovely of a good report meditate let your mind dwell on these things Well, if we have a command from the Holy Scriptures that we are to let our minds dwell on these things, what are these things? Whatever things are true. Can I ask you a question? What is your basis for truth? Well, do you say that you are a follower of Jesus? Yes or no? Jesus John 17, 17 said, Father, sanctify these who believe in me. Sanctify them. Set them apart in the truth. And then Jesus said, Thy word is truth. Well, it either is or it isn't. It's either true or it's not. So where do you stand? Whatever things are true, what is your standard for what is true? Jesus said the standard for what is true was God's Word. He either lied or He told the truth. Which is it? Jesus said, if you abide in my Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you have internal bondage and baggage? If you will begin to abide in the Word, the power of that Word, which is eternal in nature, it is not temporary. It has God's breath and power on it. That Word will begin to set you free. I don't know about you, but I find out that a lot of things that I act like are true end up in light of the Word of God not to be true. There are a lot of things that my emotions in my mind have deceived me into believing are actually true 
when in the light of God's Word, that litmus test of all truth, I find out that what I was allowing to stay on my mind and actually enable my will to make decisions and my emotions to have feelings turned out in the light of the Word not to even be true. Remember this, that Satan has no power apart from deceit. You cannot be defeated if you will not be deceived. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You enter into a relationship with the Father through me. The truth. Whatever things are true. So many times when I take a look at my own thoughts, I go back and I say, in light of the word, is that thought even true? And y'all may be a whole lot farther along than I am, but I found out that a lot of my thoughts don't even line up with the truth. I'm off base a lot of times in my thinking. Whatever things are true. So why don't we go on a journey and say, Lord, I'm going to be serious about this. And if it doesn't line up with what your word says is true, then I am going to ask the Holy Spirit to expose to me that which I am tending to believe that is not even true. How many of you know that facts and truth are not the same? Facts are subject to change. It was a fact that you were at your house this morning, but that fact changed. You're here now. God's truth does not change. It is eternal. And the truth has power over the facts. So if your facts are not lining up with that which you desire, that are not lining up with what you see in the Word, then invest in the truth because the power of the truth has the power to overcome and overrule and change the facts. Truth. Whatever things are true, God's Word is truth. Right out of the lips of our Lord. Whatever things are noble. Can I ask you something? Are you like me? Do you have some work to do on this? Because I find out that a lot of what my thinking is, I am not always meditating on that which is highest and best. I don't even wish the highest and best for everybody that comes across my path every day. I didn't even wish the highest and best to somebody who decided to go about 20 miles under the speed limit on my way to church this morning. I wasn't exactly wishing him the highest and best. I see what you're saying, Pastor, you got a problem. I know it, I do. Y'all pray for me. Whatever things are noble, highest and best, do you set your mind on those things which are highest and best? Whatever things are just, <clears throat> Would you, how would you like to be perceived? Is it just, is it in line with how you would like to be? How, how many of us know how easy it is 
for us to make judgments about people that are not in line with how we would like to be perceived and received. Whatever things are pure, pure not only in outward expression, but pure in motive. I don't know about you, but I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me what my motives are. So far, I don't like all of them. You like all yours? Boy, you're a spiritual group this morning. My Lord. Y'all are leaving me in the dust. Y'all need to pray more for me. I said, are your motives always pure? Okay, I was just wondering. All right. Whatever things are lovely. Have y'all noticed how crude this world has becoming? This is a crude world. Let me say to the young people today, make up your mind not to go back down the path of the crudity of this world. There's nothing crude about your Father in heaven. And if you choose for your thinking, your speaking, and your behaving to stay crude, we are out of line with what the Word says is how we are to meditate and to think. Whatever things are of a good report. I wrote down there on your outline that you're either going to be a thermostat or a thermometer. Have you noticed this world's full of bad news? It is full of bad news. You, you can get out of church today, flip on your radio, and hear some bad news. Many of you will go to your office tomorrow or go to your place of school or work, and you don't even really have to do that. How many of you know that in your own mind there's some bad news apart from coming from the outside? The Word says, whatever things are of a good report. You know what? I've got a choice on what I say about what I hear. I have a choice. You can listen to the reports of what's going to happen or what is already happening and say, we're doomed. Or you can say, you know what? We have got an opportunity. Some of you should go to your office tomorrow and when everybody is predicting the end of life as you know it, you've got an opportunity to say, you know what, that doesn't look good, but we've got an opportunity to stand and pray and do what we know to do and leave the results to our Father. You are either going to be a thermometer and you're going to be just the same as everybody at the office or you're going to be a thermostat. You're going to say, I don't like the way this looks and feels, but I'm going to put in for a change. So are you a thermostat or a thermometer? A good report is a thermostat. It gives a good report even when there is bad news because the good report says, I know this is bad, I don't like it, but I know in whose hands my life dwells. And the end result's not up to me. 
My job is process, not product. If there is any virtue, if there is anything worthy of praise, meditate. Meditate. Now I want you to turn left and go to the book of Psalms with me. Psalms chapter 1. Mr. Jim Black Sr.'s favorite passage. We read it at his funeral the other day. Psalm 1. Verses 1 and following, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. That, in light of where we are today, in the word of the Lord. Is your delight in the word of the Lord? And in his word, he meditates. There's that word again. The New Testament said, meditate on these things, true and honest and just and pure and lovely and a good report. Meditate. In his word, he meditates day and night. So what's the results of meditating in the word day and night? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Wow. God give you your business? God give you your family? Did God give you these relationships? Did God give you this work? Did God, what did God give you? You want to prosper? You want to be well and do well? Internally and externally? According to this, in his word he meditates day and night. Church, we have forgotten the discipline of meditation. Oh, we think that's far eastern religion. That's way out there. And do you know what? The body of Christ has become a mile wide and an inch deep. Because, for one reason, we have neglected the discipline of meditation. What does the word meditation mean? Old and how do you? What does he mean by that? To meditate means that you bring to the forefront of your mind, and literally in the Hebrew, it means to speak to yourself. To speak to yourself. Yourself needs to hear the truth of the word from you more than anybody else. Yourself will believe you more than you'll believe anybody else. To speak to yourself. Do you notice our Jewish friends, the Orthodox Jews have a habit. What do they call that, Mallory? You remember that? Where they meditate, they, they speak to themselves the Word of God. Can I ask you something? Do you have the discipline of meditating on the Word of God? What about on your way to work? What about when you go to walk around the neighborhood? What about when you're walking through your house? What about when you're trying to go to sleep at night? Do you meditate on the Word of God? I confess to you 
that until the Lord brought my attention back to here, I had let that which used to be a holy discipline in my life, I'd let that slip somewhat. But I'm back. You know why? I want to obey the Lord, and I want to prosper in what I've been assigned to do. Don't you? Notice that word. It is accompanied by a promise. Don't let this word depart from your mouth. Let's go to Joshua 1. Go back to the left a little farther. Joshua 1. I want you to see this word again. We've talked about this passage for multiple years. You think, well, I've got this. No, you don't. I'm getting new revelation on this every time I go there. Joshua 1. Here's the context. Moses had died, the mentor in the flesh of the way you're supposed to serve God as a leader. His leadership example had died. And God says to Joshua, who was to receive leadership of the children of Israel. Now understand this, Joshua was not a professional preacher. He was the leader of the Israeli army. So basically, if you really stop and think about it, he didn't really have a lot of credentials for taking over as the leader of two to four million people. He was in water he'd never been before. And so God says to Joshua, verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites and of the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. My, my presence and my power has not diminished. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Do you have an assignment that looks overwhelming to you? Has life run you over? Do you feel like that there's something that you have to face and conquer that you feel incredibly unprepared for? God says to you that he, what he said to Joshua. Listen, you're in the right place. You have been assigned by me. If that is true, listen. I am going to give you authority over every place that I assign you. Every place that I assign you, I'm going to give you the power over that. I will be with you, and you will get every benefit that you saw Moses get. I, no man, listen to that, no man will be able to stand before you. Are you all listening to me? Are you where God wants you to be? No man can ruin your life. No man has ultimate authority over you and the well-being of your family. It may look that way and feel that way, but on the basis of the Word of God, no man has authority over you. Why does it feel that way sometimes? Well, notice what God said to Joshua. Here are the parameters that I'm giving you. 
I didn't give you all of this. The whole earth is not yours. I want you, look, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, the great river, the river Euphrates, what we know now is that land of Canaan that God had promised Abraham for he and his descendants to inhabit for eternity. You say, what, what, what do you, what, what, what's the deal here? You are only anointed to have authority where you have been assigned. If you try to take authority where you have not been assigned, you won't have any anointing. You won't have authority. You won't have God-given authority. Where do you have that authority? Where have you been assigned? You haven't been assigned to fix everybody and everything. You don't have authority and anointing there. If somebody comes in and they say, Pastor, I feel like that we need to do this, 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 and this, and I think that I should be in charge. Well, even if you by force try to do that, you will not succeed because that's not your assignment. Listen, where you don't have an assignment, you don't have an anointing. Has anybody besides me tried so hard, been consumed, given all of your energy to take authority over a realm that it turns out you didn't have authority in? Boy, will that wear you out. You won't succeed. Can you change your children? No, I didn't say can you... you you can invest in them, you can encourage them, you can pray for them. Can you change them? If you think you can and you try to subtly or not so subtly, you don't have an anointing there. You can only have authority where you have been assigned. God, give us a revelation of that. But what we need to focus on is that every place we have been assigned, regardless of how intimidating, regardless of how impossible it may look, God says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. What does that mean? You can't sit back and say, I don't know, Lord, I hope you'll do it, and you know, just show me a sign. Listen, if God has given you, in the absence of revelation, do the obvious. Whew, that's a good word. In the absence of revelation, specific instruction of what to do next, just do the obvious. Because in doing the obvious, you will eventually get the revelation. If Joshua didn't get out there and start stepping on the land, God says, I have given it to you, he would have never experienced it. And his failure to lead would have cost the children of Israel the land of Canaan. Stakes are high. Your leadership makes a difference. He said, I'm going to give you whatever you're willing to tread on. It'll be yours, but it's within these parameters. 
That works in everything, doesn't it? If I tried to go into your office, your business, and say, I think I can do this, I don't have any authority there. No assignment, no anointing, no authority. Well, was this easy? Well, God knew it wasn't going to be easy for Joshua to understand this. In verse 6, he says, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Wow, he just said that. He says it again. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant gave you. For us, that means the word of God. For to them, that was the first five books of the Old Testament that had been written by the Holy Spirit through the vehicle of Moses. Don't turn from it to the right nor to the left that you may prosper wherever. Whoa, wait a minute. Don't turn away from my law, my word, so that you may what? Wherever you go. Now look at verse 8. This word of God, this book of the law, this available written word of God shall not depart from your mouth. Don't let it leave. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall, there is it again, what does it say? Meditate in it. You shall speak it to yourself day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. So when you are meditating on the word day and night and you are faithful to obey that word, for then you will make your way, what? Prosperous, and then you will have what? I hate the religious mind that says, oh, God may want you to be successful and he may not. Nonsense, hogwash, fooey, and I'm... Y'all proud of me, I didn't get profane on you. <laughs> Here is a man who had an assignment that was way over his head. And God says, here's the thing you can't forget. Yes, I'm with you. You, you, you step on this land. You, I, I have given it to you. But I want you, here's how you succeed, knowing that I've given it to you. Don't let my word depart from your mouth. Speak my word. Meditate in it day and night. Speak it out loud and speak it to yourself. You have an inward voice and you have an outward voice. Speak the word outwardly and speak the word inwardly. Day and night and be careful to just do according to what's in that word. And then you will prosper and you will have good success. That's a promise from Almighty God that is eternal. You say, well, I'm not seeing that much in my life. I'm trying to obey that discipline. You haven't seen the end results yet. You want that business to succeed. You want your studies to succeed. You know what I've found? That as I meditate on the Word of God, my intellectual capacity is greater. I have a greater vocabulary. I am in, in my mind, my emotions are under control. 
my will is focused and in line with what my assignment is and it's all related to meditating on the Word of God. And when I get out of that discipline, then I begin to get a little off track. I begin to veer from the path. My mind gets divided, anxiety creeps in. I begin to feel certain things that are inferior. I get angry quickly. Boy, I'm confessing a lot of things here today. Y'all understand me now. Just nod your head. You're getting it. All kind of stuff. When I get out of that daily investment in the Word of God, and my faith begins to diminish. Why would that be true, Bianca? My faith starting to diminish. You ever heard this verse? Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. My faith diminishes because I'm not hearing my inner, my own voice speaking to my inner man, the Word of God. Meditate. There's three times meditate on the Word. Meditate on the Word. It is key to two things, obeying the Lord and the prosperity and success internally and externally that comes. Because I want you to know that not only was Joshua brought into a place of internal success where he he obeyed the Lord, he dealt with that anxiety, he went forward, he received the external success of being able to take his people into the land of promise. Are you going to invest in this discipline? How would you do that? Well, it goes something like this. Lord, that thought right there, that, that wasn't pleasing to you. You told me whatever things are true, and that's not true. Whatever things are on, honest and of good report. And, no, I, that was not in line. And so I choose today to invest in what is true and honorable and just and right and pure and lovely and of a good report. I'll meditate on these things. You, you, you get up in the morning, you immediately access the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget none of his benefits. I'm just telling you what I do. He forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction and crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy and satisfies my life with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. Thank you, Lord, for all those blessings. I put on the whole and entire armor of God today that I may stand firm against the methods of the evil one. I stand therefore having girded my loins with the truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of peace. I raise up the shield of faith and put on the helmet of salvation. I take up the sword of the Spirit, the living and abiding Word of God. I pray at all times in the Spirit. I pray for Dina. I pray for me. I pray for my family and I pray for all of these that you've given me, Con. I pray that you would keep us, Lord. Are you getting me? I go on and on and on through scriptures. It started with one day and one verse. God's word, meditate on that word. It's the key to obedience 
and success from God's perspective. Take it and dissect it. When you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, when you're driving down the road, you choose. It's up to you. Invest in that discipline of meditation in and on the Word of God. I want to pray for you today. I want to ask God's grace to give you the supernatural ability to get involved in this God-given instruction of meditation on His Word. Holy Spirit, pray for all of these, your sheep. Challenge their inner man with the necessity, the necessity of the, of the discipline of meditation on your word, of speaking that word to themselves. Take me to a deeper level in that, Lord. I ask you to forgive me for letting that slip. I say to you and I say to these, I let the revelation of that slip too far. And I'm calling a halt to that. I say today, I'm going to invest more instead of less in my older years, in the meditation on the Word. Oh God, call out those in, in the sound of my voice to join you in meditating on your word day and night. Break the power of anxiety and fear and worry, of needless competition. Give them the revelation of partnership with you is all they need to be successful. Thank you for every gift. Lord, take this church to a new level of intimacy with you, of love and encouragement and prayer for each other. Bind us together, Father, closer as a faith family. I pray blessings on these. Minister to every need. In the precious and holy name of the Lord Jesus. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Would you stand, please? Would you say this after me as we close? Lord, today, I hereby declare to you that I will not allow the Word of God to leave my mouth, but I will meditate in it day and night, and I will be careful to do according to all that's written. And then I know you will give me success and prosper me as I meditate on and obey your Word. 
I'll put it in my mouth, in my heart, in my mind. And Heavenly Father, show me what you have assigned me. Show me what you haven't assigned me. I don't want to spend another day where I'm not assigned or anointed. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for being here today. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.